Welcome, guys. This is another episode of Date Night Conspiracies. I'm Colin. And I'm Sherry. And this is Date Night Conspiracies. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. I like it, right? Nailed it. Um, so let's get into it. We're, we're getting into MK Ultra. Yeah, tier two. Oh, yeah. First one. We just entered tier two. Yeah. If you guys don't know what the tiers are, that's the uh, conspiracy iceberg. You can look it up. Uh, tier one is like stuff that, you know, everybody kind of knows and has heard of and scoffs at. And tier two is the stuff that people know less of. Like yeah. the, the general population knows less of. And it starts to get like a little bit more like intense. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to have a little bit of you have to know a little bit about Alex Jones to start <laughs> knowing about the stuff that we're going to talk about. And in tier two. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which we'll touch on. I mean, uh, later on in the tier. Yeah in the episode it's true you know uh, certain shows i was thinking certain shows have uh seasons because every time i'm uploading oh. it asks me what season it is there you go so this, and is, this is kind season of season two yeah kind of yeah yeah definitely. well how many episodes do we have out now we have i think this we just released episode 17 wow that's actually really crazy yeah right look at us go right and we've already like we have a bunch in the computer and then we're doing this one so we're like this is like episode 21 or something that's crazy because yeah, you were right. saying it's like your longest running podcast so far. Is that still true? Yeah. I mean, besides Colin's process. Yeah. Because that was that was interviews with people and then it turned into a lot of just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like the first good one. You know? Yeah. Pro- Pros and Conquerors was a good one. But, yeah, um, that was cool. But we couldn't keep it going. You know, sadly, mm-hmm. Jam Easy is lazy. <laughs> lazy. Shout out to Jam Easy. No, his, ta- his talents are just better uh, better used elsewhere. I keep telling him he's like Johnny Carson. He's going to he's going to be like I, I predict he's going to be like Jimmy Kimmel one day. You think so? Not in the bad way, but in the success way. Oh, where he's going to go from comedy and he's going to go into some really big shit. Well, that's nice of you. It's a nice way to think about it. I really do think that <clears throat> I can see it. I can definitely see it. <sighs> so let's get into it. Yeah, we'll give a brief, brief synopsis of what I know. Mm-hmm. I've always heard about MK Ultra. Since I was young, since I was about 17, I've been hearing about MK Ultra, how they try to control people's minds. Later on in life, you know, you listen to Joe Rogan, you hear little things, Alex Jones, you go down rabbit holes, you start to hear about it more. And uh, after listening to some videos before before this episode, I, uh, you know, conspiracy confirmed. It's not even a conspiracy. It's just history. It's Yeah, it's just real. Like, like I feel like recently like our podcast has been like the history channel you know yeah like there's been so many just like real things but i those are actually kind of my favorite yeah they're the best because you know you know why they're the best i think it's because not only is there so much information about them it's weird when you can kind of step back at least for me after years of like talking about stuff like this and, and hearing other people's opinions people just think it's not real yeah. There's so many people that if you tell them about mind control, they're just like, come on, man. Yeah, right? Like, they have no idea that there's, like, a whole history of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially, like, like government mind control as well. And, like, especially in Canada as well. Yeah. Really? people are like, oh, like, it's not, like, we don't do that here. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. it's like Canada's this perfect thing. Anything that happens in the, the United States is just like, oh, that's that's just what they do there, those terrible people. Yeah, no. They have to think about us as, like, another state, basically, yeah. when it comes to those things. True. 
Very true. And, you know, I also think of that when it comes to, um, I should say, my first thought of what you just said in terms of like, oh, we only think the states. I used to have the, the idea that only the states participated in slavery. True. When I was younger, I never thought slavery was in Canada. Well, it's so shitty that like in school, they teach it being very much in the states. And they don't yes. really touch on Canadian issues like that. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, too, like, do they teach it that way also in the States? What, to teach that it was only them or only us? Or, like, do they, like, I mean, do they focus on it just being them like we did? Or do they talk about other countries? Oh, they they for sure talk about what they did. And they probably leave it at that. Know. Because the state doesn't really focus on other countries ever. That, I was going to say that. And also, you have to think it's teacher to teacher, right? So it's like you have to be – like I had a history teacher who was actually a historian. That's actually, cool. no, no. The the special ed department teacher who like ran the special ed department who was right across from where history was held, she was an actual historian. Wow. So she could like break things down for you. Yeah. But – if you're just a teacher, you're just like, I'm getting through the fucking curriculum. Yeah, like, true. Where I'm not teaching you guys about what happened in, you know, Brazil. Yeah. I guess if you don't, like, actually care about the content, yeah, then it's just trying to get through. Yeah, exactly. Right. Everybody has a job. True. Yeah. I, I, that, that was something that helped me, uh, you know, people refer to it as the Matrix. That, that's something that helped me uh, glitch out of the Matrix. <laughs> I was like, oh, you just have a job. That's how yeah. I got so good at job interviews. I was like, oh, this is just a job. You yeah, just, right? just got to check off some boxes. Oh, okay. And then mm -hmm. I figured out what the boxes were, and I could like, get, like, any job. That's true. <laughs> You're very good at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I had never heard of MKUltra. Before this? Yeah. Really? Yeah, never. That's weird. Like, just from, like, your references. Oh, true, true, true. That's the only reason, like, I, like, kind of knew about it, but I never really looked into it. Never, eh? No, never. Huh. Well, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is and um yeah yeah let's get into it what do you got well just for people who don't know i just have a little bit of background on what it is yeah please so it's uh like the cia it was a cia program with experiments to develop and identify drugs like lsd to weaken individuals and force confessions and interrogations mm. so that's kind of how it started and was the base and it was coming off of uh world war ii so it started in 1953 officially. Mm -hmm. There were a couple programs before that kind of doing the same thing with uh, like testing and stuff of uh, hallucinogenics and things. But um, MKUltra was like the longest running one. It ran for 20 years. So it didn't uh, shut down until 1973. Wow. Yeah. So it was going for quite a long time, actually. And it also included uh, like brainwashing and psychological torture with several methods to manipulate mental states, including like drugs, electroshocks, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, verbal and sexual abuse, and torture. Like, it was pretty nuts. Wow. And the biggest reason it was, like, like such a bad thing and talked about and investigated was because they were experimenting on both willing and unwilling and unknowing subjects. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's so it was, like, 100% illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Y uh, Joe Rogan brought up a funny thing because I was listening to some videos of him talking about it with this ex CIA agent. Um, you know, ex is in quotations. Yeah. People think mm -hmm. he's still in it. But um, they were just talking about how 
like a, like some grad students their first project oh my god was this stuff yeah and like to think about like after you're done that and you go into your career how how blurred the lines are of what you can and for can't sure. do for those people who are in it especially because it's like government sanctioned so it's like there's the people at the very top of the chain are saying oh yeah this is fine to do and then they throw you out into the workforce and then you're always going to believe that it's fine those and those people there some of them are at the heads of things now mm, think about that they're grad students back then true. so now they're like old like been ahead of something like for a while yeah so i guess if somebody was like 20 in the 60s then they're definitely like still alive and well yeah and on like boards of directors and yeah. ceos and whatever else advisory now. oh my god right that makes me sick and you would look for that person if you like wanted to like you're like i, I need that cowboy <laughs> he knows he knows what this is about yeah this uh, old school guy he yeah. knows he knows what's going on yeah he's like well just force their eyes open with needles gentlemen <laughs> and put whatever funk you need to put in there can oh we get God. this done please i got golf in two hours <laughs> mr trump mr trump <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they also said, um, so like these experiments and activities were carried out at over 80 institutions and they just called it like research institutions, like mm -hmm. universities, hospitals, prisons, and pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. So they just kind of used these places for CIA research, but didn't outwardly say it was for the government. Yeah. They were just doing little projects that seemingly were unrelated mm -hmm. all across the country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you have it in your notes. I was hearing something. I forget what it was. I forget where it was. I should have. I should have remembered that part. But they they told some kids, like kids, you know, grad students. They would be like, um, when you come, like dress dress in jeans and like dress in regular clothes and grow your hair, like dress like hippies. Oh, like because they didn't want it to have that kind of feel. Yeah, and not like, too government. Yeah, and constantly these young people were like questioning, like, who is this for? Because they weren't told yeah. that it was for the CIA or anything. So they were True. always like, what are we doing? Like, who is this for? Like, why are we doing this? Like, Uh-oh. But then at the same time, they probably got to take the purest LSD <gasps> you could ever take. Yeah, well, they were like buying it from like Swedish labs and stuff, yeah. and Swiss labs. Yeah. Oh, like, this was like officially made, like perfect stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's hard to come by. Even yeah, normally it's all crazy. Yeah, even the stuff that I uh, take in, because I have a long psychedelic career, hmm. the stuff that I took probably wasn't like fully. I mean, people claim it was, but it's like, you, know, yeah. you have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Like, what bum in their trailer made it? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like it was like made by a chemist in a lab. It's so unlikely. Some people would claim that's what it was yeah, okay. when we were getting stuff. But yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, the person did have those type of connections, but I have no idea. No. Could have been anything. Could have been lying. You know? True. We're just in Toronto. But like True. Toronto sometimes gets wild things. It's like, who knows? Yeah. It's weird. And I and I definitely was awoken by that. Definitely. I could, I could so see. Well, I'll let you get into your notes. But yeah, I could so see how that could control your mind, taking large doses of that. Yeah, like over large periods of time, it would distort reality. Yeah, it does. It does. I did it for 30 days once. In a row? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. 
not like a crazy amount. It was every day I was going into my Rogers training. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. You said you did it like the first time. Yeah, the first time I was going into uh, into uh, work. I was getting trained to be in a call center, and I did it, not realizing like how crazy it was, not realizing how like strong and long it lasted. And then I was like, oh, I handled that day well, and I just kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think the training was, I think it was 90 days of training. Wow. And there were days I didn't take it, but like there was a good strong like 30 days where I took it every day. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. They were also saying. But um, lucky for me, sorry to interrupt, but lucky for me, while I was going through that experience, I kept listening to very philosophical, positive, like mm-hmm. a lot of Steve Jobs talking about life and mm. like inspiring yourself to do bigger things and to focus on what makes you happy. Like I would listen to that. Like that's that was great. that was like my MK Ultra. If that's hilarious, right? you're brainwashing like, yourself. Basically. Yeah, basically, and that's what I viewed it as. I'm like, I can brainwash myself into thinking this, but I had no idea about. I didn't know what MK Ultra was. Yeah. I just knew it was mind control, but I didn't realize until today that they did it through LSD. I yeah, had no idea. Yeah, crazy. That is right. <laughs> yeah, they were started uh, the experiments on themselves, like the CIA operatives. So the guy who started the whole project, his name was Sid, uh, Sidney Gottlieb. We'll get into him in a bit. Hi, Andrew. Sorry. Hello, Andrew. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Sidney Gottlieb is the guy who started MKUltra, started taking LSD himself just to like see what would happen and mm-hmm. see kind of what the effects were. Yeah. And then he asked some of his fellow CIA guys and he was like, hey, like, would you mind doing this? And we'll observe you. And they're like, yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. And then he also got some people in the CIA to comply to random dosing so they didn't know when they were going to be dosed okay they would just like drop it in their coffee whoa and they would just be observed Mm. so they were saying there was like cia operatives like running around the streets like half naked going crazy like looking at cars thinking they were monsters Mm -hmm. for quite a while because they were just like dosing these people they would have no idea. They would go into work that day, have their coffee, and then be like feral the next hour. Wow. Yeah, like insane. <laughs> well, I wonder if they were really to the point where they were like running around the streets because it's like, why the hell would you let those people out? Like, oh. you know who you dosed. Why are you letting that happen? I don't know. But I guess it's to see like how far they would go and how they would be in society. And yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I guess they they wanted to see like on an uncontrolled environment what would happen to these people. Mm-hmm. Because they were also looking into it for, like, biological warfare and everything like that, too. Like, if they were to, like, I don't know, spray a whole crop of fields with... Water supply. Yeah. That, too. Put it in another country. See what would happen. Yeah. Because that would be fucking insane. That would be like like zombies. You'd destroy a country. Probably. You'd shut down a country with that. Yeah. In the water. Oh, (laughs) you're you're shut down. Yeah. You hold that shit in your hand for too long, you get high. Oh, no. Yeah. That's crazy. You just ha- that's why, like, anytime you'd get it, it'd be in tinfoil. And they'd be like, don't hold it in your hand. Like, put it in this bag and, like, don't hold it. That's so crazy. <laughs> don't keep it on you because, like, you will feel it. <laughs> and you will. It's wow. Wild. It's wild. Wild. That I mean, is it, wild. It is, it's the wildest thing to take, right? Because you just put it under your tongue. It's like on a piece of paper. You put it on your tongue. You kind of chew that paper up if you're me and swallow it, of mm-hmm. course, because why not? And that's it. And it's insane. Yeah. It's a piece of paper, like smaller than your pinky nail, 
and then you're fucked what for the hell and they probably hours. just like dripped a tiny little thing on it <sighs> and when you say drip a tiny little thing that's a fucking big dose <laughs> to just drip a tiny thing oh it's but it's huge. more like like a pinprick of stuff oh it should be mm-hmm. it should be if you're trying to keep people in a good realm yeah you, well you drip something oh god <laughs> that's it <laughs> like whoa a whole drip <laughs> yeah oh, yeah that's wild <laughs> but yeah yeah um yeah go ahead sorry that's okay uh so the sydney gottlieb guy is kind of an interesting character too so like i said he's the one who started mk ultra but before he was even in the cia he had kind of uh a weird background so he started working in the Department of Agriculture. So he was studying soil. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he went to the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, and he was developing tests to measure the presence of drugs in the body. So he's already kind of in that world. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. And then after that, he went to the National Research Council to work with hallucinogens. And then the University of Maryland to study fungi. What was this person's name? Uh, Sidney Gottlieb. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So think about like that background. So he's studying like agricultural soil, mm-hmm. which is always kind of makes me think dark thoughts. Like he's going to put something in the soil, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah and then fungi, which is obviously like psilocybin, psychedelic mushrooms. That's where my brain goes. Definitely. And then uh measuring presence of drugs in the body so he knows all about that in the chemistry level and probably also how to hide things wow so that's all before he even went to the cia so his knowledge background was immense when it comes to that stuff and they also said he was um like very into like poisons and things wow so he was just a master biochemist wow into I'm into poisons. Well, they said he like knew a lot. He was an expert on poisons. I I really like poisons. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's crazy. <laughs> You're in school with that guy. I'm just into the poisons, guys. <laughs> All right, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to go to lunch? Want to go to lunch? Sure. With the CIA. I made some food for you guys. Oh my god. Yeah. Could you imagine? Can't take any food from the poisons guy. Yeah, well, this is the guy who's going around spiking everybody's coffee, too. So is he's it? just like, yeah. Like, Fuck. <laughs> no. And you know what? It's, ha- it's hard to resist. You want to do that. You want to do that to your friends sometimes. Or people you don't know. <laughs> if, you're, if you're into psychedelics, you're like, man, I'd love to just have this guy take mushrooms and make meals. Well, that's what he did. <sighs> that's what he did. Lucky and sinister. Very, uh, very sinister. Mm-hmm. So he joined the CIA in 1951, which was two years before MKUltra officially started. So it was l- totally like his brainchild. For sure. 100%. Yeah, as soon as you mentioned that, I'm like, oh, so he made this. Yeah. And then so he befriended this guy who shared his belief that there was a way to influence and control the mind that could lead to human mastery. And mm. that guy ended up being promoted to be deputy director. Of what? Of the CIA. Oh, my God. So these guys are buds. So this Gottlieb guy pretty much has free reign to do with it whatever the hell he wants. Can you imagine he got he got there because he just knew how to do it? He's just spiking everybody's stuff at random times. Well, maybe he was spiking this guy's stuff to, like, it was supposed to be mind control. Like, I know. I mean, the deputy guy. Like, yeah. Oh fuck, it's it's yeah. just crazy. <laughs> when you think about, like, everything this guy would have known. 
before starting this too and then when you say human mastery like because i'm such an optimistic and like into self-development person i'm like oh Oh. mastery of the self no no and it's like no 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 (laughs) No. master is a different word yeah yeah exactly oh my gosh yeah i just thought that phrase was so interesting i wrote that down specifically because i was like that sounds so dark yeah wow yeah human mastery didn't you take biochem yeah i did look at you yeah you would have been one of those people (laughs) running around spiking people's drink for sure (laughs) for sure yeah so then this guy uh so they were basically hunting for like a truth serum so that's what they were trying to use lsd for like they thought if they could apply it in certain situations or manipulate it a little bit that their enemies would just tell them everything they wanted so that's kind of what they were looking for this whole time yeah and then uh, he spoke at Princeton University and was talking about the project and everything that was going on. MK Ultra? Yes. <laughs> but he didn't say it was them. He said it was the Russians. Oh, wow. Just to see how everybody would like it. I guess. Well, see, the Russians are doing this thing. Yeah, because he knows it's wrong. Yeah, he's looking at everybody's faces. And he was like, eh, eh. <laughs> Those smart fast (laughs) bastard russians of course let me go on gentlemen and this is in the middle of the cold war too so it's like the russians are literally the baddest of the bad guys at this time yeah yeah. and he's saying that they're doing this while he's heading the project Mm. how crazy is that man can you imagine like isn't it such a weird thing to think about some of the like if that guy did that talk in more places like some of the the hatred and weird stuff that people were thinking about Russians, it was actually like stuff that Americans were doing. Can you imagine like hearing that talk too and being like, like I, I was thinking about like if I was in that room hearing that conversation, I'd be so like terrified yeah. and off put and be like, oh my God, like how can they do this to people? But people were like that with Russia. People Ex- despised yeah, Russia. I know. And then you're, time. and then all of a sudden, cause the public found out that MK ultra was doing all this stuff. Wow. So you literally have this guy standing right in front of you who's a CIA guy telling you that Russia's doing something and then you find out 20 years later that it was that him the whole time. Not yeah. even just them as like a company. It was him. It's like Scooby- the man who was standing in front of you like spouting s- lies. It's like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> they take off the Russia. True. It's, <laughs> They're it's, mad. it's Putin's face and all of a sudden they take it off and it's just like, he's like, ah! Yeah, you got me. <laughs> Come on, you guys. You meddling kids. It's working though. <laughs> Never mind Charles Manson. Oh, my God. It's working. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy guy. That's wild. Um, he also, one of the people that he uh, dosed unknowingly was an army bacteriologist. And nine days after he was dosed, he ended up killing himself. Oh, was his name Frank? Yeah, Frank Olson. Yeah, isn't that wild? He... They they said that he he was it the gentleman who they said jumped from a building yes but like they they suggest it was more like pushed because Maybe. the family afterwards found out that the windows were in a certain condition that they couldn't mm. have been opened by him that makes sense yeah that also makes sense because I read that he disagreed with the morality of the program MK Ultra yeah and had gone to his superiors and asked to resign and he was denied wow yeah fuck so he was killed wow yeah yeah definitely definitely i didn't know that part yeah i only heard the part about how i didn't hear that part about his family because the family the family looked into it years later they like they actually like started 
I don't know if I want to say digging or, or what, but they, they somehow found out. That. Yeah, like you're going to look into it if somebody yeah. in your family dies. Kills themselves. Yeah. You know, when they had no history of seeming like that would happen. So yeah, they looked into it and then they found out something about the window not being able to, to have somebody just open it that way. Hmm. So he was like pushed, apparently. That's crazy. Something weird like that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And he disagreed. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. And he wanted to resign and was denied. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's like that. It's like we talk about all the time, but that's so mafia. So mafia. I want to leave. They're like, nah. No. Nah. Because he knows too much. They end up killing him. Yeah, right? Like if he's somebody who knows about the project, he already knows too much. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then you'd, yeah. And then you'd make it seem like he killed himself. Yeah, right? Whew. Yeah, but they, yeah, they were giving him doses. One. One dose. Yeah. That was it. That's all you'd need back then. <laughs> Pure LSD. Holy fuck. Jesus. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> no wonder so many people lost their minds. Yeah, right? <sighs> Insane. <laughs> wow. And then it also said uh, two years after this Gottlieb guy retired from the CIA, he was interviewed by uh, the Investigation Commission, mm-hmm. who was looking into everything MK Ultra. And he claimed to have very little recollection of the activities of MK Ultra. Who? Gottlieb. Oh, who really? started? Who did the whole thing? Wow. Was like, oh, I don't remember. Like, I don't remember, guys. I don't remember much about it. Neither have I been taking LSD. <laughs> I'm taking the purest LSD. <laughs> and he maybe he wasn't lying. Maybe he was so maybe. deep in it, he's like, wipe my mind. Maybe. He's like, I'm gonna take a wiped thousand, his own mind. I'm gonna take a thousand milligrams of this. Make it so it disappears. Yeah. Instructions are over there. <laughs> <laughs> Do it quick, guys. <laughs> Instead of shredding all the files, it's just like, just wipe me clean, guys. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. They got lie detectors here at the CIA, yeah. and they're pretty nifty. They're nifty. <laughs> yeah. Back in those times. But, um, yeah, that's wild that yeah. he did that. So what, what else about him? Well, that was it about him. But then uh, I told you it, the whole program ended in 1973 officially. Yeah. And the CIA director at the time ordered all of the files to be shredded. I was just going to say that. They they shredded all the files. Yeah. And it was like a, well, I don't know what you have in your notes, but like apparently it was an extremely irresponsible thing to do because they put so many people through this program and so many people were dosed. It's It was claimed, and I mean you know destroyed quote unquote um but like there's like thousands there was uh, potentially thousands of people mm-hmm. who went through this and then it's just like they're just out in the world just scattered yeah 100 <laughs> percent. fucking crazy yeah <laughs> yeah i was looking into um like it's the experiments that they were doing on just regular american citizens as well mm-hmm. like not people in in the cia or government so they gave LSD to like people in mental hospitals, prisoners, drug at- drug addicts, and prostitutes. And one of the officers put it, he said, they just gave it to people who could not fight back. In what sense? In the sense of people who didn't really have a choice. So they'd be coerced into like taking prisoners? LSD. Yeah, they, they would just dose people. Yeah, yeah, they're saying prisoners and stuff like that. And like after learning that little fact... Like, I mean, I didn't like for anyone who's seen like a clockwork orange, Stanley Kubrick's touching on MK Ultra mm. in that movie. 
because it like has to do with a guy who would have not much of a choice. Him and his friends are running around, and it's like potentially they were already dosed in this sense. But these guys are running around. They're just kind of like wild guys. They're just extremely wild. And this guy, they break into somebody's house. And it's such a weird thing the way they do it. They're just like, hello. And then they just break in. There's a woman. And they t- there's a woman has a statue of a huge dick. What? And he just kind of like smashes her head with this huge dick. What the hell? So he's brought in on charges, obviously, because the police come and he doesn't get away in time. But he has no choice, so they put him through this program where they literally take, like, metal claw hooks type and, like, hold his eyes open. Dude. And then they put some drops in his eyes. Oh, shit. And then they make him watch, like, just in, like, crazy shit. They just force his eyes open, make him watch crazy, crazy shit. And then all of a sudden, I didn't watch, (laughs) for anybody listening, I was on Mushrooms when I watched this. And when it got to this scene, I was like... I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's too much for me. And I'm like, I'm getting into a dark place. So I can't watch this anymore. Yeah. And uh, because of that movie, I ended up naked in a washroom. It was a whole bad scene. Oh, no. Yeah, it was terrible. But that was the time where I called you and I was like, I love you so much. Aww. I love you. <laughs> 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 Wiped my mind clean of all bad things. But um, yeah, psychedelics are wild. Be safe with psychedelics, guys. Don't just take them. That's, that's my... Uh, that's my thing to everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I hear this now, it makes so much more sense because people always talk about Stanley Kubrick. We have to do an episode just on him. Yeah, we could. But um, it just makes so much sense that when people talk about Stanley Kubrick and how nothing that he would put on screen, no scene, no picture, no image, no nothing would be done just for the sake of it. Yeah. It would all have a meaning. And if you could like decipher and understand things like it would make sense to you and that movie was just a wild movie when it came out because i want to say you know maybe 50 60 70s maybe 80s like it was like yeah people wouldn't people wouldn't know about this at all but now when you watch it and you have all this information you're like holy fuck like yeah true makes sense like it was a complete mind control thing and then all of a sudden he was like a proper guy and I don't know what happened past that. Oh, shit. But, like, all of a sudden, it was like he had no memory of all that stuff, and he was just kind of like a proper guy. <laughs> but I wonder if in the movie, he just, like, at certain times, just snap and, like, kill some people. Yeah, maybe. And then forget it, because that was their intention. Yeah, that's with, true. Uh, with MK Ultra. But, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. They would also um, take heroin addicts <laughs> and tell them to take the LSD, and in payment, they'd get more heroin. Ooh. That's nice. Yeah, right? So, that's, as a drug addict, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. <laughs> I get more drugs for taking drugs. Yeah. Thanks. Like, I get the new one, and then I get the one I already know about. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. That's <laughs> Up, terrible. Upper and a downer anyway. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's crazy. Wow. So, yeah, they would give it to drug addicts, prisoners. Yeah. Another thing they did that I thought was, like, disgustingly genius was they set up fake brothels in San Francisco. Oh. So all the Johns who would come in, they would dose them. Oof. And they would view them through a one-way mirror because they knew that they wouldn't want to talk about it once they left. Mm, true. So they were getting just regular citizens by doing wow. that. That's so smart. That's 
so smart. Yeah, right? How crazy is he, that? He's not going to tell anybody. No, obviously not. Yeah. He'll just leave being like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, see, yeah, pure LSD must have been different. I mean, how long? they mu- It must not have lasted the same amount as it lasts today or, you know, when I was around it. Because, you know, a John, you're going to be there for like two hours. Or maybe they would just leave high. Yeah. They'd just be like, all right, get them out of here. Yeah, they don't care about them. They just drop on the street again. I wonder what you'd be seeing, too, as a John. Would you be, like, getting your dick sucked? Because that'd be crazy. That'd be insane. You'd be having sex with somebody. You think the girl's a monster? You'd kill her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There probably weren't girls involved at all. I don't think there were. Oh, yeah. You'd probably just go in. They probably had, like, a madam in the front. Yeah. So they made it look like it. And then you say, okay, Susie's in room three. Yeah, exactly. That that small because that's how it used to work back then. There'd be a small room that you go into by yourself. Yeah. And then there'd be a woman who would like strip in front of you. But I think it was like be- like between glass. I don't know. Like that's how it used to work. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm I was pre- picturing like a girl like waiting in the room. Maybe. And oh. then so the John walks through. Maybe there's a little like spritz in the eye or maybe it's in the water glass. Oof. Jesus. That's wild. Yeah, that makes you want. That makes you want to rethink like every encounter I've had, or even maybe there's a bowl of breath mints at the uh, yeah. the front desk, and they're like, "Oh, please have a mint." Yeah, we encourage you to have a mint. Yeah, before you enter, which is really weird. Like when we talk about this whole thing with people getting naked and this and that, because you can also see video of a woman. Oh, I forgot to bring my computer. But you can see video of a woman who was dope. She was a housewife in the 50, late 50s, maybe 60s. And like she she took LSD and she's just like, she's just like having a revelation. She's like, hmm. everything's really good. And and I don't know. And like she just started like getting like real deep and like she's but she was very optimistic and she was like, OK, hmm. like she was like like she was having a really good experience. That's interesting. Yeah. She was really happy. <laughs> good for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have gone bad, but it went good for her. Yeah, right? Like, wild. Hmm. I don't know. And they probably, I mean, towards your notes, they probably made soldiers do it, too. If yeah, I don't know about who, that. People who don't have a choice, it's like. True. Because it's and like. And then you have a massive amount of a controlled audience. Yeah, because you want to see how the citizens would act. And then you'd want to see how their soldiers, if you're thinking of like deploying this on another country, you want to see how the soldiers act. It's like, oh, sorry, gave the soldier huge superhuman strength. We don't yeah. want to use this. True. You know? Only on our guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Cool. <laughs> what else? What else is going on? Well, they were also doing experiments on people in Canada. Wow. So there was. Um, Who? CIA? Yes. Wow. With the partnership of this psychiatrist whose name was uh, Donald Ewan Cameron. So he was based in New York and Montreal. So he would go to his practice in Montreal and he had uh, like people who were there even for small things like anxiety disorders, postpartum depression, that kind of stuff. And he would take them in as his patients, victims, whatever. And he would experiment with paralytic drugs and electroconvulsive therapy at 30 to 40 times the normal power. Wow. So he would put these subjects into drug-induced comas for weeks at a time. The longest recorded one was up to three months. Drug-induced comas? Yes. Really? And he would play 
either just like random like noises on loop or repetitive messaging while they were in their comas. Wow. See, that's what I used to do to myself. Literally, as you were saying that, I was like, holy shit. I used to always do that to myself. Yeah. With like Tony Robbins and Eric Thomas. Yeah, true. And then at one point it was me because I learned how to use audio equipment. And yeah. And I just started recording myself saying good well, things it works. to myself. Yeah, right? And then obviously <laughs> these people were very messed up when they came out of their comas. And people had issues like uh, like urinary incontinence, amnesia, forgetting how to talk. And some people even like forgot their own parents and thought their interrogators were their parents. Whoa. So they woke up and they're like, mama? Like immediately. Holy fuck. Yeah. Just crazy. Jesus. What drug What drug was the drug-induced coma? Like what was it they were giving them? I don't know. There is like. Like anesthesia, I guess. I don't know exactly how that works. Probably some kind of anesthesia. Because you hear that a lot. Like, they do that, like, to protect someone's organs and stuff. If they have, like, a stroke, they just put them in a coma. Like, they have drugs that are known to be able to do that. So they would put them in that and then play these noises? Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. That actually makes me think of uh, my friend Gidon, who passed away. Because when we went to visit him, he was in a coma. And we played his, his favorite song. Oh. which was uh ambitions of a rider by tupac <laughs> and like his like his his chart like stat thing machine thing like started like reacting hmm. there's like little reactions and like little finger movement yeah when we did that Whew, that's so weird mm-hmm. that's so weird they did that to some people i know and then th- thinking you're interrogated you're interrogated are your parents yeah hmm that's weird. It makes me wonder what kind of repetitive messaging they played for them to get there. Yeah, right? Yeah, what do you play in that? Like, does it just say, like, you don't have a family, you don't have a family, or we are your family now? Yeah. Whew, that's very weird. Yeah, right? That's very weird. And, and then just noises and stuff. Yeah, just weird. creepy. Just trying shit out on people. Yeah, just fully experimenting. Just trying shit. That's on these unwilling people. And wait, who were these people they were putting? There's this different, um, like, anxiety patients and things yeah, of that nature? Yeah, just, he had, like, a, like a mental health institute. Wow. And these people would come for various issues, like, including minor stuff, like, just anxiety mm-hmm. and depression. <sighs> and he put them in comas. Wow. That's so weird. Right? That is so weird. And he also became the first chairman of the World's Psychiatric Association. So this guy who is like a sick doctor ended up being the chairman of the world association for them. Wow. How disgusting is that? Wow. Wow. So he was being paid by a front company of the CIA's over $500,000 a year. Which in this time. No, like in, in our money. It was like 60 something thousand in their money in their money in like that times money it was like sixty seven thousand, but with inflation today it would be like five hundred thousand. Oh, okay okay yeah i adjusted true. already okay okay oh look at you <laughs> no yeah true so he was getting like a ton of money to do this and then they found out after the fact that the canadian government knew about this too so the canadian government provided an additional 500 grand of funding wow yeah look at him just doing stuff to people. Yeah. So there were said to be like 127 known victims. 
who all obviously were involved in a lawsuit against the Canadian government, and they only got $100,000 each. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. The people who had, like, drug-induced comas? Yeah. Jesus. You think it would be more. Holy fuck. That's nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. Could you imagine? Yeah. What year was this? Um, I think 50s. Whew. Wow. Could you imagine? And you're just fucked for life? Yeah. But this is also the time, like, they're doing lobotomies and just doing weird stuff in psychiatry that they didn't understand. Like, it was just fully, like, a craft of experimentation. Just trying shit. Yeah. You know? And they were doing lobotomies in psychology? In psychiatric hospitals, yeah. Wow. That's so... And you know what? It's just like... Well, it was like I was saying to you, I was saying to my buddy Kevin, you know, the fucking nerds, man. <laughs> yeah, fucking, honestly. Fucking nerds, Yeah. Man. Now it's the AI guys, but back then it was psychiatric guys. They're just like, fuck it. Like, I don't know. I've They're never just going to fr- poke I've around. I've never had friends. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'll take it, that guy's brain, see what happens. I don't know. He kind of looked like a person who made fun of me. <laughs> made me lick a, lick a pole in the middle of the winter. Yeah. Screw this guy. <laughs> it's wild that they would just do stuff like that to people. And it's wild to think that they stopped. I would think it would be True. wild to think that that stopped. You know, like they just don't do that anymore. Yeah, even just like the ethics behind it. Mm-hmm. Like if a whole like bunch of people believe that that's fine, those people don't go away. Yeah, exactly. Those people don't go away. And also it's like, as, as crazy as it sounds, they... Like in the world of science, because I study behavioral science and social science and stuff like that. And when it comes to, you know, I'm learning a lot about qualitative, quantitative studies and them doing this. It sounds ridiculous. It sounds crazy. It sounds horrible. But they made headway because every experiment that you get to do, you're making some kind of headway. You learn something. Whether you know that, okay, not to do this or to do that or, you know, we can do X, Y, Z and they'll think that I'm their mother. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> be like what you could do what now yeah exactly like and, th- and it's like and then you take that that method of thinking or that little equation in order to do that that drug equation or sound or whatever and now you apply it to a soldier who at the time i guess cold war russia or whatever it's like i can get a russian i can get a, a sergeant or some high level russian guy if we can catch him i can make him think that i'm his mother mm-hmm. and he'll tell me anything and everything True. Well, then we have to figure this out more. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. So weird. Another crazy thing is after. And sorry to interrupt. Then you can send them back and be exactly. like, you have to do this. Like a sleeper agent. You have to do this for mommy. Oh, my God. And he'd be like, okay, I'm All doing right, it for the for family. Mom. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, just wild stuff. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, but once this uh, Dr. Cameron passed away, he had a heart attack while he was hiking in 1967. Mm-hmm. His family destroyed all of his like personal records that he kept at his house. Oof. Of course. Because it was obviously incriminating. They're like, we're not. We're not. We're not opening this can of worms. We're not falling with, with him on this. No. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of everything. <laughs> the coroner's like, there's a bullet. There's a bullet shell casing where he had this heart attack. We don't care. We don't care. Heart Just attack, guys. Shred it, shred it. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, he had a he had a heart attack while he was hiking. Yeah. See, I wonder. See, anytime you hear stuff like that in this realm of in this world, it's like I wonder if he actually did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? 
in this world of drug inducing this and injecting that and spinning this it's like hmm, crazy maybe, maybe you have a heart attack on this hike you know he's hiking it's pretty goddamn healthy that wasn't a regular thing to do true back then. yeah it said he was hiking with his son Whew, wow can you imagine the wife and son's shit and then the son ends up killing him oh my gosh they don't talk about it oh son's nice son is sleeper cell or he was so messed up that he was experimenting on his family too and his son Whew. Can you imagine? to see what would happen oh and he just snapped <laughs> wow i mean sorry if this guy's still alive his son but i, I doubt he is but well, at the same time it's just wild yeah sorry to the family <laughs> but crazy. also they burned all his stuff so they know he was doing wrong yeah yeah they you know you just don't want to be involved at that point yeah you know Jeez. Yeah. Well, too bad. Well, what else? Uh, the U.S. also kept detention camps in other countries so that they could experiment on foreign soldiers and enemies of the state while not being prosecuted under U.S. law. It's very smart. It is. It's a very smart it's setup disgusting. they have. Very disgusting. Very smart. Yeah. Like, that's that's how you would do it, right? Like, I mean, there's... Like, uh, what's it called? Guantanamo Bay? Yeah. Like, there's guys who have been there, like, from other countries for, like, a decade. Yeah. Maybe even longer. They're just there. Like, what do you think those guys have to go through? Yeah, I don't know. Like, they get tortured. Yeah, for sure. Like, I remember one Navy guy I was listening to. I forget who it was, but one of these SEALs, and he was just like, yeah, you know, you, you torture. Like, you know, you're you're almost definitely going to get raped. Um, oh my god like yeah he was just kind of going through it he's like yeah they they got various things he's like you'll you'll definitely get raped and uh there's some other like he was just like obviously it's just natural for him because they make him expect that but it was like like imagine what that guy's going through that's in guantanamo bay yeah you know they were already caught doing like weird shit years ago i think under uh george bush jr yeah i think there were some soldiers caught doing some some pretty weird stuff like stacking up guys like literally stacking oh them my up God. and like posing with them and stuff with like That's bags disgusting. over their heads and shit. Like, yeah, like wild shit. So yeah. Well at that point too, like he becomes so desensitized. So desensitized. That it's like, obviously it's disgusting that soldiers are doing that, but it's also disgusting that they're placed in a situation where they don't know that's wrong anymore. Right. Cause it's like everybody, li- like I just said with that Navy guy, I can't remember his name, but he was just like, yeah. So, you know, rape's definitely a thing. So imagine you think that and like one of your friends is behind enemy lines and now you have somebody on the other side. You're like, fuck it. This guy's getting everything. Like, fuck this guy. I know what his people will do to my people if they have him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you just get into this mindset. It just totally distorts right from wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tim Kennedy, like I was listening to Jocko's podcast, Jocko Willink, and he was reading Tim Kennedy's book with Tim Kennedy. And, like, there were certain things where Tim Kennedy is somebody who really has taken to all that stuff well. Like, because he's not, he's not crazy from everything that's happened. Yeah. But he talks about, like, you know, how he, like, one time he threw a bomb, like, perfectly into a, into a house, like, through a window. Mm-hmm. Like, it just went perfectly in. And then he talks about the feelings he got when he heard kids and stuff screaming. Oh, no. Because it wasn't the people who he thought it was. It was, like kids and like a family of sorts Jesus. and he was just like kind of going through kind of like you know the the torn feelings of like you don't want to be this per you don't want to be the person who's like this monster 
but also you have to you're here to do a job and like there's so many feelings he he articulated it really well it's a really good podcast to listen to but he talks about his book uh i think it's called scars and stripes talks about a lot of that stuff and it's like hard and like he even got to the point where like he dealt with it by actually like helping and mending one of the children that he like hurt oh wow yeah so it's like yeah very deep stuff they go through so it's like yeah you become desensitized and compartmentalized and that's crazy there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on and then on top of that there's there's fucking drug programs like this it's wild Mm -hmm. it's wild what could possibly happen yeah maybe hey maybe they're still doing that maybe they're like Mm. using lsd and then showing them videos of crazy, terrible things happening. Yeah. Just to desensitize them and have their brain get used to it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because how else do human beings like commit those acts? I mean, even David Goggins was talking about him going through training. I don't know if I was playing that part with you, but in his book, in his book, uh, You Can't Hurt Me, he was talking about going through Bud's training to become a SEAL and how one of the guys died in the training. Oh, Jesus. And like he like got double pneumonia or something like that he was just too cold and he was in a pool and it was just like he ended up just he died and then like how he tells the story is like the instructor guy came out and he was just like mr like we'll just say mr smith is dead guys he goes and like and he said it kind of like cold and like you know that that's what's expected that's what happens and it's like just get out of here for now and then we'll get back to training you know like so yeah yeah i mean and, and I mean, just on a different note, how strong these motherfuckers could make LSD now. I, when I'm talking about LSD, I'm talking about street LSD. These motherfuckers could make some. They could they could have made something by now that's a hundred times stronger than LSD. Yeah. And they just call it they just call it LSD 100 hmm. because LSD is actually called LSD 26, I believe. OK. LSD 26 because it was like there's 25 predecessors to it while they were trying to like make this thing that actually wasn't supposed to be a drug it's supposed to be something like help the lungs or something like that um but yeah it's it's number 26 imagine 27 28 29 30 true it's like i doubt they would have stopped yeah they're always going to be working on stuff like that yeah crazy and then there is um there's an author named uh stephen kinzer who's uh, an American author and journalist, and he writes for a lot of newspapers, including the New York Times. He's a pretty big deal like in terms of writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wrote a book called Poisoner-in-Chief, Sidney Gottlieb and the CIA Search for Mind Control. So he's done quite extensive research on MKUltra wow. and everything. Wow. And he describes MKUltra as a continuation of World War II-era Japanese and German experimentation on mind control. And believes there's a continued Nazi agenda and that the CIA CIA actually recruited Nazi torturers and experimental surgeons to continue the experiments here. Wow. And he also thinks that the CIA brought Nazis to Fort Detrick in Maryland to instruct CIA officers on sarin gas use. Wow. Which is a lethal gas. That's wild. And, you know, it's like. When people hear stuff like that, that's always like the wildest thing to hear. But those guys didn't all die. And like there's like people say that they went to NASA and they went in here and there. And, you know, there's pictures of you know, even Tim Kennedy in that show um, hunting Hitler. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was things where you found something in like Africa where it's like a bunch of little brown guys. And all of a sudden there's this tall white 
you know, European blonde gentleman. And it's like, who's that? And it's like, you know, and these little brown guys were like interested in like, killing Jewish people. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, that's why this German guy is there, you know? Like, yeah. They scattered. That makes sense all of a sudden. They scattered, right? Yeah. And they would they'd be those type of people that would have no choice. It's like, even if they did get into a situation in Germany where they didn't want to do anything like that, it's like, now that you have that rep, you're doing it here. You're doing wherever you end up going. The government's mm-hmm. going to be like, I don't give a fuck. You want to go? You want to go and fucking have your consequences for what you've done? Yeah. Or do you want to be here and just do what we say? Yeah. Like you have no choice. Yeah. It's crazy. It's fucking weird. It's wild. <sighs> crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. MJ Ultra puts you down a, a, a very uh, wild, wild little hole. Of thing. Yeah. There's um a whole list of things that they were trying to accomplish through MK Ultra and like what um, they wanted certain chemical materials to do to people and one of them that really kind of stuck out to me is they were looking for substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts mm, wow so they're looking to just basically chemically castrate men Pretty much. Because your testosterone go- makes you want to get up and get out and do shit. And do stuff. Yeah. But then it makes me think about, like, the world today as well. Yeah. And the government's basically s- paying us to stay at home. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, I mean, that's true. And even aside, fr- aside from that, I mean, just look at the, like, take any most sample of random men today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like are you kidding me? Like, a lot of guys are just, like... They're just like these weird pear shaped, mm-hmm. you know, introverted, like, you know, soft spoken, soft types, you know? Yeah. You know, who'd rather play the victim card, who would rather sneak around in the friend zone to try and fuck people. <laughs> Passive aggressive. Like it's true. Like a lot of guys are like that. That's now. true. It's like, like the the good guy complex. Yeah. It's like they're you know, they're not like me. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, you know, like there's a little, like, I, obviously I'm not, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys like me who exercise and want to do things and get out there and push comfort zone and all that stuff. And, you know, do cold plunge type stuff, cold therapy and stuff like that. But there's not a lot. No, there's not a lot. There's not a lot. There's more of the other type now. No. And before it used to be the other way around. Yeah, true. Yeah. And, you know, not to sound like Will Blunderfield or anything, <laughs> but like you really would be like camping with guys and be like i'm getting fucking naked and i'm getting in the water and you'd fucking you'd fucking get naked and your buddies be able to see and they'd laugh and mm-hmm. throw some shit at you and you'd jump in the water freezing cold and a couple other guys probably get naked too <laughs> jump in the water it's, <laughs> you know it's true <laughs> like yeah there's stuff that we used to do as guys that we just don't do anymore yeah i don't know a little weird we're getting weird mm-hmm. if you don't know who will blunderfield is oh, just look that look him up look him up Look him up. You will find various videos of him drinking urine. You're welcome. He's the best. <laughs> he is the best. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Honestly, I was watching one of his videos and I even commented because it was just a video of him literally walking in a forest. I don't know how he gets away with this, but he's just walking around the forest naked. Where? I don't know. That's the thing. I think he's in BC. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think so. Maybe that's more normal. I don't Cause, know. Because he is Canadian, I believe. And... 
yeah, he was just in the forest naked. He just had some sandals on. And I was like, you know what? When I was running and I had my shirt off and like I had that day where we did the gardening and I had yeah. my shirt off pretty much the whole day. I was like, that's pretty great. I felt great. If I was probably naked, uh, I'd probably feel pretty good. <laughs> you probably feel pretty good being naked all day. Well, one day, honey, we'll have enough land that you can do that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> then it'll be fine. <laughs> and the kids will be like, oh, daddy's gone for his nature walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. I was looking at it. I even commented. I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't play with all the stuff that you do, but it does seem pretty cool to be naked out there. <laughs> <laughs> and he liked it. That's so funny. He's like, I'm converting him. Slowly. Yeah, slowly but surely. Soon I will have his mushroom. Oh my god, I was gonna say that. In my hand. <laughs> Ew. Oh man. That's funny. But yeah. What else you got? Well, there was another one that said uh, they were looking for substances which alter personality structure in such a way the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what? Let's call this portion of the show. We're gonna do this from now on. We're going to call this portion of the show, and maybe I won't be able to do it all the time. We're going to call it the rabbit hole. We'll call it the YouTube rabbit hole. Honestly. Because I'll tell you what I know about MK Ultra. I didn't want to go into it at the beginning. But what I know about it is people say Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, various rappers, and people you see in the media, celebrities that you see, have MK Ultra uh, are under MK Ultra. Hmm. And they say that because of the things that they do and the things that they talk about. Nicki Minaj talking about how there's a guy inside of her named Roman that makes her do things she doesn't want to do. What? Um, Cardi B, just for the way Cardi B acts. Like, it just, it doesn't seem, it doesn't, it seems like somebody could be like that, but it also seems weird. Yeah. At the same time. That's true. When they're wearing certain things or doing certain things. Because it's like you see Cardi B sometimes and she's like she's like talking about COVID and like she sounds like a straight up conspiracy theorist. And then other times you see her and she's like, you know, pouring water on her vagina and some other lady slapping it, you know, like just wild stuff. And, you know, who knows? Maybe she's just wild like that. But like people do say that these people are under this type of control. Lady Gaga talking about Mm. there also being a guy inside of her. Um you know, and a lot of conspiracy theorists move towards the the trans theory that these women are like undercover trans. I don't think so. I just I think there could be an MK Ultra thing going on because you can't yeah. alter somebody's personality. And if you look at them before, they're pretty normal. True. When they got deep into Hollywood, they became these other things. Like, like when you were slowly. saying Cardi B, like you see her like there's like interviews of her at her home and she's quite conservative yeah like she there was one that she like her daughter came into the room while she was playing WAP and she like turned it off right away yeah because she was like la 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 and she didn't want her daughter to hear that yeah yeah yeah, and she was like offering the interviewer she's like oh can I make you a coffee like such like a nice like very normal thing to do yeah yeah exactly and like you said other times she's doing crazy stuff yeah so it's like it seems like there's like an on and off switch with these people you see it in Lil Uzi Vert um, you see it in Kanye West. I mean, Kanye West talked about, you know, like you you see, like, what do you usually see? They go wild. Like, we'll talk in terms of Kanye. He goes wild. All of a sudden, he gets put in a hospital. They're like, oh, you know, dehydrated, the regular thing. Yeah. And then he comes back out very calm. It's like, what happens mm, in true. between there? And then when you talk about dependency on a person, 
there was another rapper who was talking about this. <clears throat> um, his name is uh, Lil Boosie Badass. He's a, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's, he's a great guy. He's absolutely great. He has a lot of things to say. Um, he's very outspoken, very uh, polarizing, you could say. But he was talking about, he's like, he's like, these assistants have way more control over our lives than we do. He goes, I don't know where I'm going to be in an hour. Wow. He's like, if you ask her, she knows. She knows where I'm going to be up until next week. He's like, but we don't have real control over our lives. Wow. And it's true. So it's like, when you think about that, when you think about dependency on another person, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, and obviously this is like conspiracy world and whatnot, but they'll talk about how these people who have assistants, they're actually their handlers. Because they make it so, mm. like, when you see Cardi B and she's doing all this normal stuff, well, that assistant isn't around. It's true. When you see them doing the wild stuff, the assistant's just, you know, a there. stone's throw yeah. away. It's they, always, like, in public, too. Yeah, in public, they're they're right mm. there. Um, in, in the concerts, they're right there. They're yeah. just behind. They're just backstage. If anything happens, that person will take them away, talk about something with them, you know? It's very much like the movie Get Out which is also talking about MK Ultra, but it's also inserting like a consciousness into other people. Mm -hmm. But the woman, the mother, she had that thing where she'd hit the T, the, the true, she had that thing and all the sudden, teacup. yeah. And then all of a sudden you'd be in this trance and like people speculate that a lot of these celebrities have just that going on. Hmm. Like a lot of them. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, you see that with uh, Nicki Minaj. And then as Nicki Minaj broke away, it seems like she broke away and she was really, again, speaking, he another one, speaking heavily about the whole situation in the pandemic. She was really speaking against some things, um, just altogether, kind of not for it at all. Um, as you see this breakaway happen, you see certain things happen in their lives that kind of would seem like punishments. It's weird, you know, like her, her, uh, her now husband got involved in a case of i don't want to i'll just say sexual abuse i don't know if it was alleging a minor or somebody who was of age i have no idea but just like he became a sex offender through what happened mm. um, her brother same thing so it was like the people around her all of a sudden start suffering just yeah. as she starts breaking away from whatever is going on because you know i have no idea what's going on in hollywood or in or with those people i should say but there's been a lot of speculation and it does seem like some of them could be what we're talking about it's what is it heavy drug use heavy drug use that's having you do things that you wouldn't normally do yeah and all these rappers and everything do and people talk about it all the time hip-hop went from people who were like 50 cent where if you hear 50 cent talk he's like very it seems like he's very educated yeah it seems like he's very smart his everything he says is very well thought out jay-z same thing all these older guys they they say hip-hop used to be about the drug dealers that's what you wanted to be you want to be a person who gave the drugs now all of a sudden there's this new generation of hip-hop you're the person that does the drugs mm. in large amounts it's like they glorified the fiends versus glorifying the the dealers it's like that whole culture switched over and what would happen you would you'd be able to be brought into situations that you wouldn't normally be in because you're using such heavy drugs you know mm. it's weird it's weird it's weird handlers you see mike tyson mike tyson does a lot of stuff where yeah he does weird stuff but then 
a lot of the time he's just normal stuff Sue like this randomly you'll just see him in a bee costume dancing talking about how he feels pretty and then <gasps> also but then also it's like when if you look at like even if we just talk about that I don't want to get punched in the face by Mike Tyson I mean if if I'm lucky enough to I know I'm on the right track if I do get punched in the face by Mike Tyson. <laughs> 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 I'm doing some good things but I mean in his early podcast career he was around this giant dude um Eben who is very much about personal development, um, seeking, you know, um, s- speaking about deeper subjects. And he was pretty much the precursor to Mike Tyson being looked at as a sage, wise person because he would bring that out of him. Hmm. But then somehow through business dealings, this guy got cut out, this Eben guy, he got cut out and removed from the podcast. And then it just became a bunch of Hollywood types. And they were constantly, and I think it's still happening, they're constantly feeding Mike Tyson mushrooms. Hmm. He's constantly doing mushrooms. Like just like any podcast you see him on, he's like doing three, four grams of mushrooms. Really? It's like, so why are you like, why would you allow this prominent um, could be super inspiring black man to be doing all these drugs? Well, because in my mind, he's in a state where he can now be pulled around. He can be handled better. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't just feed a tiger meat if you want to move a tiger around. So you got to shoot a tiger up with some shit or else a tiger could fuck you up. Yeah. You know, it's true. I don't know. It's it's just it's weird when you look at Hollywood and, and it's also like stuff. discrediting when you see him doing all those mushrooms. Because yeah. then if he says anything that could be like truth, that might be kind of out of the box. Yeah. And be like, oh, it's from his mushroom trip. He just. Uh, yeah, he's just high. Yeah. He's just high as fuck. So if they show him all the time on that. Yeah then they can discredit anything he says yeah exactly exactly so it's weird it's weird it's very weird and 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 like when we talk about it again it's like they do it to people who have no choice like when you get into a certain even in the music industry when you get into a certain realm of things you don't have much control over your life like i was just saying and you don't have much control over pretty much anything that happens to you Mm -hmm. you know that's why you hear about so many people you know, it's all conspiracy stuff, but so many people having to do such weird acts, even if it's just, you know, like, I don't know if I showed you that video, even if it's just like doing bunny hops in like all white for some billionaire like Meek Mills was. Oh, my God. Yeah. This, this billionaire is just like, do the fucking bunny hop. Your bunny hops are shit, Meek. Do it better. Do wow. it better. And he's like popping around like a bunny. What the hell? Or like Kanye West having to sit with the front of these billionaires and they're eating food out of his hand. He's like Kanye West is like their plate, their plate. That's insane. And Kim Kardashian's like filming it. Like this is what happens when we're with X, Y, Z. It was like some fashion guys. What the hell? They were like billionaires. And Kanye West is just sitting there like letting them eat food out of his hand. Like just having to sit there. It's just. I'm trying to think in my head how much money they'd have to pay me. (laughs) <laughs> to sit there and let people eat food it would it have to be absolutely astronomical well it would have to be seven billion dollars that's what he has now there you go you know what i mean it's like because when you see these people doing these things you often see large amounts of money follow yeah yeah i don't i won't get too deep into it but i mean like i talk about it with my buddy kevin all the time i'm like a lot of these guys seem like they might be just pets Jeez. maybe they're just pets Maybe they're just like Paris Hilton, how she has like a big, nice bag for her little dog. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Compared to all the other dogs, to all the strays, that dog's living life. True. But, you know, you're just in a purse. Wow. 
good metaphor. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. You're just in a purse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they do. They do act. They act weird. They act very weird. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my take on MK Ultra in Hollywood. It does. Oh, and then like I mean, a, a good one for anybody to look up. Al Roker. Look up Al Roker. Just write Al Roker weird stare. Okay, <laughs> just write that. Write that into YouTube, and then you see this video of Al Roker, and they say the woman with him. I guess you could say co-anchor or whatever. They're at this outside show or some some sort, and she says this odd odd pairing of words and it's not purposely she's just talking conversation but when she says these words out of nowhere he just goes oh my god and he just stares into the camera for like a solid minute two minutes just staring just like no blinking just like wow like all of a sudden he became blank and all of a sudden he was like waiting to like be filled like with orders or something be reactivated you can see that with basketball players there are basketball players where that happens there's video of there's video of Eminem where that happens. There's video of I think even Cardi B where that happens. Mm. Like where they just pause and you're just like, what the fuck's going on? That's so weird. Like Eminem had it happen at an award show and he was just like, just staring. Yeah, and the person was just like, ha it's <laughs> this is just <laughs> okay. Like they just kind of had to play it off, but he was just like, and then it's like anybody watching is like, oh, you know Eminem, he's just fucking crazy. But it's like, is he? Like, or was there something weird that just happened? Like, very yeah, weird. Right? Because when you're talking about, like, controlling a person, human mastery, as yeah. we talked about earlier, there's going to be some hiccups. You know what I mean? Of course. Like, it's if you had... a smooth. Yeah, if you had a dog and you trained your dog to be perfect, at certain times, the dog's going to do something. You're going to be like, oh, hey, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. I didn't talk about that with you. Like, don't do that. You know what I mean? So... Huh. Yeah, you see it in con- Wendy Williams was a big one when she has that thing where she's just like talking. She's just like, and she like shorts out and she just drops on the ground. Yeah, yeah, she's just she's just saying something. All of a sudden, it's just like she starts talking gibberish, but it wasn't a stroke. And they said she's just dehydrated. Just Why like, is it always dehydrated? Dehydrated, exhausted. Because it's just like a general basic thing. You can't argue dehydrated. Yeah, right. It's hard to. Because you don't yeah. know. You don't know if they've been drinking water. They just needed some it's water. Ridiculous. We just needed Kanye to drink some water in our facility. He's fine. Oh, my God. He's fine now. It's <laughs> true. You know, and after like after he went on that huge rant about Pete Davidson to the point where he was like doing a prayer for Pete Davidson on Instagram live or just like, hmm. on, a, on an Instagram video. All of a sudden he went silent. Like he went ghost for like a month and a half where you didn't hear anything. Nothing. And then, like, at an award show, they, like, showed him, and everybody was like, that is obviously not Kanye West. Oh, jeez. Like, like everybody. Like, I mean, even the Shade Room posted a a picture, and everybody was like, what the fuck is this? They're like, that's not Kanye West. Like, everybody could tell it wasn't Kanye West. Hmm. Um, And then then even furthermore, he was in a video with Cardi B. And you're like, Kanye West and Cardi B, of course, are going to be in a music video together. But everybody was in it but Kanye. They hmm. had like a digital version of him. That's weird. It was like so he just disappeared for a while. Yeah, and all of a sudden now he's back and he's all good. And Pete and Kim broke up. Yeah, right. Exactly. Weird. This is weird stuff. Yeah, weird, weird. I always say, um, anytime I'm talking with my buddy Kevin, it's my conspiracy partner. <laughs> We're always playing conspiracy chess. He'll send me a video and I'll be like, oh yeah, 
<laughs> How about this shit? One up one upping each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the time. If I'm off Instagram for like a day, I'll get like eight videos. I'll be like, man, it's too much. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> like, I can't. I can't, man. <laughs> He'll be like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> but um I always say, like, you know, what we know, like everything I just said sounds pretty crazy, but it's probably way crazier. Oh, probably. It's probably way more insane. I mean, just yeah. hearing what Harvey Weinstein would do to, to actresses and, and actors. Yeah. Just hearing that alone. That that was that was going on. And that was accepted. Yeah. It's probably way crazier. Yeah, right? Especially when it comes to controlling minds. Like, that's what you want with anybody. Especially people who are given this huge influence. Like, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, together, they influence all almost all black women yeah like i would say 80 percent if it's not with with if it's not with how they dress or how they use their makeup or or just their music like they influence them in some way shape or form some women they 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 influence the way they dress the way they talk and the way they act in terms of men and lewd acts and this and that like yeah they have a huge amount of influence and again that goes to like discredit black women yeah like if they go around start starting acting like that like it's not the original way that black people were yeah like it goes so far away from the conservative family roots yeah (laughs) it's so true it's so true i say it all the time man black people were jumping the broom trying to get married even in slavery even at that at that point they had those those roots of like yeah you should you're gonna marry this girl you love her like we're all in slavery like pretty much like a prison camp and they were still like you got worried about getting married you gotta marry this girl if you love her and religious and everything else and being being republicans when like the country was first formed yeah and they could could be on either side they were mainly republicans Mm -hmm. like this whole democrat bullshit only started i think after malcolm x died like so maybe 70s 80s Mm. Hasn't been hasn't been like that for long. Black people used to be super conservative, super conservative people. But yeah, it, t- it takes them far away from that, far yeah. away from that when you see these women and what they're doing. Well, it's interesting, too, to see. Like, I follow quite a few African families on Instagram. Yeah. Because I like their conservative values. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. like a lot of people Same. in Africa are so conservative. And it's like those are like the oh, traditional... Yeah roots that's how yeah that's how it is definitely definitely every african person i meet here nigerian because i know a bunch of nigerians they're all like that yeah they're all christian values yeah you know like you know like like my buddy paul he's like you have to like he's like i'm so happy you married well (laughs) you have to marry right and you have to you know he's like you're doing good things lord's work (laughs) (laughs) see it's important to them so then it's like how did everything change so much for so many people right like it just takes a few people to influence right yeah like i said like i was saying like they have a massive amount of influence if you take all the celebrities in the world or all the celebrities in america you take the top 10 percent of them how much influence they have over the 400 million people that are in the united states is crazy yeah crazy they have way more influence than the government yeah true so wouldn't you want to control those people yeah if you could if you had a program where you just had to have them take some drugs and hear some sounds or some phrases, you know? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they fucking think that you're your mommy. 
(laughs) (laughs) You'd fucking jump on that. Why not? (laughs) But yeah, that's my that's my little take on MK Ultra. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, (laughs) they didn't shut it down. There's no way. No, I think um, when you see something like Get Out come out, I think that's speaking to stuff. I'd like like. You know, I'm not going to compare Jordan Peele to Stanley Kubrick, but he was sending a message with that. Yeah, for sure. There was a lot of deep messaging in that. And I think it was like, of course, there was a focus on black people. But I think it goes even beyond that when you really watch that movie and what they were talking about. They were talking about, you know, brain, basically brainwashing somebody and then being able to insert somebody else's personality into that person. Mm hmm. Like, if you take away the white person, like, wanting to get into them, like, physically, it was basically just, we want to be able to get this strong black person, strong person, period, to take on my thoughts. True. Of what I think should be going on. And that person, I'm going to live, move, and influence vicariously through that person. Yeah. Like, that's what the movie really was, when you look at it, you know? Yeah, that's true. <sighs> weird stuff yeah weird stuff like i feel like by having it be a race thing it was able to get to more people Mm -hmm. so it's almost like he was using a little bit of mind control as well yeah yeah a little bit of yeah a little flip there you know what i mean but like in a beneficial way like using the race thing it's like you can't shut it down yeah. Like if somebody wanted to shut that down, yeah. you're like, what? What? Because all black? those like wokeists can't say shit about it yeah, because ex- of the race thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody can shut that down. It's like, well, you want to stop this black man from telling a story? Yeah. About, about black e- oppression? Yeah. What? How dare you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> True. Oh, this was fun. Yeah, it was a good one. Are you in all your notes done? Yep, all done. Okay, good. Yeah, that that was the extent of my rabbit hole. For anybody, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll call that part of the. We'll call my my side of things the YouTube rabbit hole. Colin's rabbit hole. Because that's where that's where it all comes from. You know? True. <laughs> it comes from YouTube. Hmm. I'm an old school conspiracy theorist. <laughs> old school on the YouTube. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I first heard of YouTube. I think I was in like grade three. Wow. And someone told me about it. And I misheard them. So I typed in literally like the letter U and the number two dot com. <laughs> and I always think that. <laughs> I remember com. that. U two dot com. I remember I remember signing up for accounts with Mike, like when we were younger. And it was like, Do you wanna sign up with an email? And and he would be like he'd be like, No, don't sign up with an email. Because then they'll have your email password. <laughs> I remember that vividly. That's so cute. And he was like the one who like he knew computers, right? Like, he was like always oh. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like, you're right. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 I always think of that when I'm signing up for things. That's funny. I'm like, oh, no, and you'll man. have your password. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, yeah, it's so funny to think of things like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's so funny. You're in grade three. Yeah. Yeah, so I was, yeah. Wait, so I'm, so I was in what? YouTube started, you're in grade three, so I was in what, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eleven. Nine, ten, eleven? Yeah. Grade eleven? 
Yeah, because you have eight years. Yeah, I guess. So I was already out of school, or I was probably just leaving school. Yeah, so I was just in No Frills. Yeah, that's just around the time I discovered YouTube, <laughs> too, when I was working in No Frills. That's so funny. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Hmm. Nuts. And now she's smarter than me. Look at that. Hardly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a good episode, honey. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here. Tier two. Yeah, right? Tier two. All right, I think we'll end it then. Yeah. All right, I love you. I love you. All right, guys, uh, this has been another episode of Date Night Conspiracies, MK Ultra. Please review, review, and uh, give us five stars and mm-hmm. say something nice and uh, listen all the way through and uh, sit with somebody you really like. Sharing is caring. Yeah, you send it around, sit with somebody you like. And I'm telling you, do it on a date night. I'm telling you, first date. I can't wait till we hear a story of somebody like our first date. We listen to this. Oh, that'd be I'm awesome. You, you will make it if you do that. Yeah. Our second date was conspiracies. You will. And get, now we're married. You will get pussy. <laughs> if you listen to us <laughs> talk about conspiracy theories with the lady that you like, I'm telling you, yeah. I'm telling you and ask her opinion. That's how you get it. <laughs> True. <laughs> Step one guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. That's the end of it. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, until next time. Bye. Peace.